Hello there, it's Chloe. And this summer sees me stuck, well, not exactly stuck, but kind of stuck in the office in Cornwall for a couple of months. No one wants me to go to any conferences. You're all busy working on your businesses. So I, I actually, I call it stuck, but I actually could have spent a lovely couple of months just getting on with stuff, which makes it a great time to record a lot of podcast episodes. So I'm on the hunt for some great guests to record with. Could it be you? Well, if you think it could, then applying is super simple. Just go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash guest, so G-U-E-S-T. Fill in the form. There are only five little questions. They are, what is your business name? What is your website address? Your name, your email. So those four should hopefully be super simple. And then the fifth question is a little bit more long-winded, which is tell us about your business and why you would make a great guest. So that's your opportunity to go, hey, Chloe, I want to tell your listeners about this. I think this is something they would get a lot out of. So go on, you know you want to. Be a guest. Head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash guest. It's the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast, here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello there, Chloe here. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is very cool to have so many of you out there listening. We have just gone past the 300,000 listens in all time level, which quite frankly, if I told myself that when we first started, it would have blown my mind. So it's very cool to have so many of you out there listening and telling other people and spreading the word. It's it's very cool. Thank you very much. Now, to thank you properly, in today's episode, I've got an absolute stonker of a guest. Uh, we're talking about having niche websites. We're talking about the importance of the back end and getting all of that sorted. We're sharing some um, some embarrassing stories as well of marketing fails. There's a lot to take from today's episode, so I hope you enjoy it. Before we get into it, though, without the sponsors, the podcast, of course, would not be possible. So please do check them out. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Save time and money no matter what you ship or mail with the SendPro Online software. Print shipping labels and stamps right from your desk and access discounted rates for as low as $4.99 per month. Try it free for 30 days and get a free £10 scale when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb.com slash masterplan. This episode is brought to you by the world's first pay-as-you-grow e-commerce platform, Shopit. Supporting online sellers of every size, Shopit gives every customer every feature they need to run an e-commerce business from day one, irrespective of their turnover. You can grow your empire with multiple websites, full inventory management and more, all from one central login. What's more, you only pay for usage, so you can focus your budgets on your growth marketing. Plus, there's a lifetime low 1.6% payment gateway rate for everyone. Shopit really do support growing businesses. Sign up for your free trial now at shopitcommerce.com forward slash masterplan. 
And now to introduce today's special guest. Andy Lockley is the head of e-commerce at Love Shopping Direct. They're the group behind one of the UK's fastest growing online electrical DIY stores. They've got five websites, which are Energy Bulbs, LED Bulbs, Aircon Centre, Miko Dehumidifiers and Devola, all at .co.uk. They launched the very first store back in 2008, so over 10 years ago now, and have been featured in the Sunday Times Fast Track Top 100, quite the achievement. They now have a team of 20. Hello, Andy. Hi, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. And I'm looking forward to finding out all about how you cope with managing five slightly different businesses, not quite completely different businesses, all at once. But before we get into this, let's find out a bit more about you. How did you get started off in e-commerce? Uh, well, I've always tended towards marketing. I've always liked sort of the, the creative side of, of business. And I really enjoyed the immediacy of digital and the fact that you could get feedback the day after um, on what you were doing and whether it was uh, whether it was the right thing. And it was uh, it's very, very easy to grow quickly in digital because you know without having to wait for a marketing campaign to, to bed in for months and then check the awareness, uh, you can tell sort of whether you've had a positive effect on sales very, very quickly. Excellent. And um, it was Love Shopping Direct your very first experience of e-commerce or did you get into it? Had you, had you had a bit, bit of experience before you got to Love Shopping Direct? And so I started off at um, Phones for You, which was um, they had a very, very good, talented digital team who were very generous with their time teaching, uh, teaching youngsters like me when I joined. And I appreciate that I was uh, an infuriating junior employee. <laughs> I, I sort of joined uh, sort of the first day and being shown the, the sort of how to do the daily reports. And I'm already thinking in my head, oh, I can do that better. I'll have a go at rebuilding that report uh, and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> the blessing and the curse of enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, I've got sort of a personality that doesn't really work when you're a junior employee. I'm sort of very, uh, very inquisitive. I always want to get to the, the next level. I always want to do something better. Uh, my mom tells a great story about when I was five and she was just showing me how to play Monopoly. And one of the first things I said was, I know a better way than that. And that's a, it's a good thing to have as a head of e-commerce, I have to say. But yes, I, having having been a fairly similar person myself, I think everyone breathed a huge sigh of relief when they had to, when they got to stop managing me, I have to say. Um, oh, cool. So Phones for You was a really good, good learning environment for you then. Yeah, definitely. And then I moved to Benimeter Clogs, which is an arm of JD Sports. Um, and that was, a, again, a really, really good learning experience. Um, that was um, shoes, uh, footwear, largely largely women's. I now have a, a raft of knowledge about footwear that I don't think I'll ever use again. But Never say never. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, well, let's let's focus in on Love Shopping Direct then, because we've got five whole websites to talk about here. So let's, let's kind of go through the basics. Um, you're based in the UK. Are you selling purely UK or do you do overseas as well? Uh, we're UK at the moment. I'm guessing with with the products you're selling in terms of size and fragility, that's probably kind of made that decision for you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. We have uh, a lot of very, very big units, uh, air conditioners, dehumidifiers, where um, we get real issues with delivery to certain 
certain places. So, yeah, we, we do have plans to expand internationally in the future, but uh, at the moment we're UK. Nice. And um, what platform do you sell on? Uh, so we have just completed uh, the biggest project that the business has ever done, which is to move all five websites to Shopify Plus uh, within 12 months, which nearly killed me, but it was worth it. I can imagine. Congratulations. Thank you. My team worked very, very hard. Were they all coming from the same place or had you reached the point where you had one on this, one on something else and, and all that kind of crazy? Um, so there were five websites across three different platforms. So we had uh, two on a bespoke platform that sort of started with the business over 10 years ago. Uh, two were on Magento One, which was rapidly end of life and scaring the life out of us. Uh, and then one on WordPress. Oh, my word. So you had it all going wow. on. Most. And it must be you great to have them all on the same platform. And of course, with Shopify Plus, they are quite they're linked in the right places too, aren't they? Yeah, and it's sort of it, it's not just Shopify Plus that was the the, the linchpin. We we reevaluated the the whole tech stack. We um, we implemented a, a PIM system in the middle, so we could um, we could make sure that all of our products, when they were duplicated across sites, we didn't have to do the work twice. Uh, we've got a very, very good uh, ERP system in BrightPearl um, that helps us get orders out the door uh, and make sure that our customers are all happy. Excellent. Yeah, it's 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 one of those problems at the moment, I think, where you end up finding you've got a whole lot of le- legacy systems and you reevaluate. You end up moving everything at the same time. So so I'm guessing you've gone not just through the, the chaos and the 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 late nights of moving from three different web platforms onto Shopify Plus, but that you've gone from multiple spreadsheet and other installations to the PIM system and then the same thing onto the ERP all within 12 months? Um, BrightPol has been here with us a bit longer, but um, yeah, the PIM system and Shopify Plus, that was all 12 months. Now, I know quite a few of our listeners, I'm guessing, have never heard of a PIM system. So could you just explain a little bit about what that does, please? Uh, So PIM stands for Products Information Management, uh, and it's a tool that allows you to very much democratise the product knowledge between um, sort of because you find with product knowledge there's the haves and the have-nots. And what it means is that the haves can set um, an example light bulb um, and then say every light bulb must have uh, a light bulb shape and a light bulb colour. And then you sort of draw a red line and say, no light bulb goes live without these two things. And then sort of the merchandisers scramble around manufacturers' data sheets, ask the manufacturer, look at their websites and make sure that they complete all of the mandatories before something goes live. So, yeah, so it both both becomes like the repository for the data and a control system for quality, doesn't it? Yeah, it sort of it shouts at you if you uh, if you're missing something and <laughs> it sort of keeps the team in line. <laughs> your your best and worst friend. <laughs> all in one but you know it's one of those systems which when you start off often people don't realize they need and then usually I usually find with that and with you know with a decent ERP system as well you know with the one that does all the, the parcels and packages is that you reach you you kind of reach a pain or a point of failure before you even know these systems exist a lot of the time yeah and no, sort of a, a lot of the time it's just knowing what's out there uh, and that's where, as a as a sort of head of e-commerce, you've got the job of keeping your finger on the pulse 
of what's being invented in the market also at the same time as running your own business and then trying to link the two and seeing what will be a great fit um, because I, I sort of I rant and rave about how great our tech stack is but it's because it's the perfect fit for us uh, and it very very much needs to be a fit to your business uh, rather than just step one plug x into y step two profit Exactly. And I think one of the real challenges of having to keep an eye on the marketplace and knowing what's going on and what services and systems are out there that could help is also not getting distracted by those um, those perennial bright, shiny objects. You know, oh gosh, that system's really cool. I want to implement that system, but we don't actually need it <laughs> being the problem. Yes, I am. I'm again perennially distracted by things, always wanting to do the coolest thing on my to-do list rather than the most important. Oh, I am so guilty of that on some days. I, I think I find now I've reached the point where I recognise that that's going to be my mindset for the day. So I just try and point myself towards the interesting thing that's the most useful, if that makes sense. Because sometimes just trying to battle it is just not worth it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I just don't know how you deal with that when that's your life's motto. I want to do the coolest thing rather than your day's motto. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's kind of like the today is a day I will give in to the coolest thing. But then tomorrow I have to do what I actually should be doing. Well, that's my excuse anyway. But hey, right, uh, we're about to go down a whole crazy track, which is not hugely relevant for the e-commerce. So um, now you have migrated everything over to your beautiful tech stack. I'm guessing there's possibly a couple of other widgets, plugins, apps you may be using now you're in the wonderful world of Shopify. Uh, yeah, so one of the one of the key ones that we find is um, Trustpilot. So the um, reviews are, are massive to us as a business. We find that because we don't have a massive brand, uh, we have to make sure that we've got the sort of the external reassurance of oodles of five-star Trustpilot reviews. And in order to do that, we have to make sure that our customer experience is damn near perfect. And we will keep on sort of pushing this five-star review strategy uh, to its logical end of everyone needs to be, even we're not happy with a four-star to the point where I've had um, emails from our CEO because he sees all of our Trustpilot reviews and, and sort of taking me and our operations manager to task for four-star reviews and how we can get them to five. I guess that's that's something which I think we're going to come back to later. I'm, I'm formulating a question, but I'm going to come back and ask you some questions about that a little later on. But before we do that, just want to find out a bit about your team because you've got 20 people now working across those five sites, which both feels like quite a lot of people for an online-only business. But at the same time, it feels like quite a small number for managing five separate websites and, and all the customers and all the marketing and all the operations that goes along with that. So what are you guys doing in-house and what have you outsourced? Uh, so we've got all of our customer service, warehouse, finance, and of course, e-commerce in-house. Uh, I personally have got a, a team of four uh, sort of trying to uh, sort of build a nice e-commerce culture. I think one of the uh, one of the best things that I find is to be incredibly open with my knowledge, uh, and I find sort of sharing my mistakes um, with the team uh, as a tool to to help them grow really helps, and to also not make them afraid of failing. So I will with glee tell the story, not exactly with glee, but I'll 
when I accidentally, I think we were doing the Samsung Galaxy S6 launch at Phones for You, and I accidentally did a fill down on all of our ad copy. So it sort of went to buy the Samsung 272 um, because all of the ads just kept going and going and going, and everyone added an extra number. Oh, man. Do you, as, as we're sharing, would you like to know my worst? Go on. My worst um, was when I was working at Pastimes, which is a high street retailer uh, and cataloger and um, online website as well. And we were huge launch for the history of the company. We were launching our Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen range of homewares. Oh, yes. Celebrity involved. And I was in charge of getting the leaflets printed, the one pager, about one page A5, A5 coloured both sides, that went out to all the stores to be given to customers and put in bags to tell them about the new range. And that was going to go out to several hundred thousand people, went out to several hundred thousand people in the catalogue. One day, the one of the copyright or the you know one of the designers yelled across at me, Chloe, what's the phone number for this? So I gave them the phone number and I didn't check the phone number before I gave it to them. So I assumed the phone number was an 0845 and it was actually an 0345. I did something along those lines. The first we knew that I got it wrong, so it went past all, no one else noticed I'd given them the wrong phone number for the company. The first we knew it had gone wrong was when um, the call centre got a phone call from a boot store somewhere in um, in deepest, darkest outskirts of London, who were saying, we've been having an awful lot of phone calls about Lawrence <laughs> Llewellyn Bowen. You probably made that. So needless to say, thankfully that found its way to my desk and I phoned them up and I went, I am so sorry. It's entirely my fault. And I sent them a big box of muffins to try and make up for it. But um, yeah, that was a minor, minor error. It's a good lesson that food makes everything better. I mean, we uh, talking about motivation of my team. We seem to have got into a weird routine now where we will have, somebody will throw sort of the target for the month up on the whiteboard and it'll be sort of this month we want to make uh, £500,000 net revenue or something like that. If you hit 550, I will buy the entire floor a KFC. Uh, and that seems to be an incredibly motivating factor to the point where I've been in meetings where my team have been talking about how close are we to the target? Yep. And then how close are we to the chicken target? <laughs> it is because often it's not 100 quid somehow is not as tangible, is not as real as that bargain bucket. Exactly. It's it's um we are we are strange things as humans we really are. But I I said um and and yes I I completely agree Mo- finding the right way to motivate the team and sharing failures is such an important part. But I I want to dive into the point you were making about those four star reviews because I think one of the really interesting things about the business that that you're running the websites that you're running is that they are very much needs. You know, the customer needs that bulb, they need that dehumidifier, they need that aircon, and you may never see that customer again. So you have to get that first impression absolutely perfect, which I guess, but I've, I've not heard of a company being quite so focused on the four-star reviews. So do you find it really makes a difference pushing every last thing up so you don't get them? Yeah, definitely. I think you are absolutely right. Um, One of the things that I struggled with a little when I joined was the fact that all of my previous businesses were wants, sort of shiny phones, shiny shoes. It's uh, really difficult to try and get people excited about dehumidifiers. It's very much just, I have a problem. I am too hot, too cold, too damp, too dark. Uh, we have to solve that problem. We have to solve it quickly. 
pretty much. So yeah, it is it is very very difficult. But it's sort of one of the things that we found is one of um, LED bulbs used to be the the youngest brother uh, of the all of our sites, uh, and then it was the first one onto Shopify Plus. And its review level had got so low that it was below the, I think off the top of my head, it's 150 um, Trustpilot reviews you need to show in Google. Uh, and then when we got it up and running again, uh, with the ease of our new tech stack, we managed to add a lot of new products very, very quickly. Um, and then we managed to get the sales up. And then when the reviews sort of kicked in and we saw the five-star rating, uh, click-through rate jumped massively and then it went from being sort of the the younger brother of all of the sites to actually one of the leading ones and i think one of the last months it's actually topped all of the sites to a point where everybody's going did you know led bulbs was top last month and certain people who've been with the business since the start sort of couldn't believe it and that was you know all because of the the sort of the five-star reviews concentrating on that customer experience and it being the first canary down the mine shaft onto shopify plus Got it. So the so obviously you picked it to be the first one because it was the baby brother of everything. It's like least risk, let's learn everything on this one. And then literally just taking advantage of the fact the tech stack meant you could get products up quickly. And then the impact of that leading to a load of reviews being placed that were great. And then that reappearing in the Google ads just grew the business for you. Yeah, massively. That's not a marketing strategy you'll find in a book. <laughs> and maybe you should write one. <laughs> maybe, maybe there, maybe there's, there's one in there. Maybe there is. Because, you know, you wouldn't say, I mean, obviously we think of all of those bits as helping with the marketing, but for it to make that much of a difference within 12 months is quite huge and really does, does just kind of highly demonstrate the importance of great customer service and a tech stack that makes it easy for your team to do their job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sort of, we are fighting the fact that we've got an incredibly boring um, product range. So uh, sort of another one of those things where um, we struggle is sort of content, because apart from sort of how-to guides, we really end up a bit stuck. So one of the areas that we are exploring at the moment is uh, sort of life hacks uh, and how we can uh, sort of pull together different uses for our products that can really help out around the home. So, for example, and this is one that I've tried at home as well, is a, um, a dehumidifier for drying laundry is absolutely revolutionary. <laughs> uh, my, I, yeah, I've got so many husband points for it. I, would, I, mean, I completely get how that would work, but it would never have occurred to me to do it. Exactly. <laughs> I think the dehumidifier that's currently sitting in a cupboard upstairs is, is about to be deployed <laughs> in the near future. It shall rest in the cupboard no longer. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's it's one of those interesting things when you have when you're selling a need product. It's all about trying to make sure you get found when the customer needs you, as much as um, as creating those reasons they might need you. I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that we are are really struggling with is uh, price competition. So, sort of, there will always be somebody who is willing to sell cheaper than you uh, and then sort of everything that you um, everything that you throw at the price you just find it's a bit of a rat race and it goes to the bottom and then sort of this sort of review strategy is the way that we break out of that rat race um, we don't just want to be the ones running on the, the lowest margins with the smallest team operating out of a shed uh, because there's no profit in anything because of how cheap we sell everything we really 
want to push the experience we want a really really good site we want a really really tight delivery experience and all tied together with great sort of next level technology and so as the the first time visitor to the website can see it right there and then exactly i mean we've got our sort of uh, two two of our founding directors started um energybooks.co.uk from a back bedroom uh, and then so we've got um, over 10 years of sort of director experience. If you combine them all together, you've got sort of closer to 30 with all of our director's experience. We're trying to get that onto the product page, onto the category page and sort of find all of the questions that customers. The first thing that they ask, we want it answered on the product page. So, so everybody asks about an air conditioner. Do I have to have a window open? Yes, you do. You know, so we try and make that as clear as possible so they don't have to um and ah, they don't have to call us. Just trying to make that customer experience as spot on as possible. Kind of removing any reason they might choose not to buy from you. Yeah, exactly. And just sort of giving the the benefit of the experience that we have in-house and sort of figuring out how um, you put an arm around somebody virtually and say, look, let let me talk to you about this. What you need is this sort of unit or that sort of unit. Okay, before we get to the top tips round, there's one question I have to ask you, um, which is for those those of you who are listening who've read my my first book, The E-Commerce Master Plan itself, you will be familiar with the product range scale, which is a point I put across in the book, which is that to have a niche website, that's a niche website for our American listeners, um, which is a website which sells one product and one product only, is a great way of growing because you've got all that keyword and clarity consolidated around that one word, which of course is, is a um, is a strategy that you guys are going for, Andy, intentionally or not, um, with websites about energy bulbs, LED bulbs, air conditioning and so forth. Has it ever crossed the mind of the directors or yourself to consolidate into one website or will you forever go after the, that niche website play? It's been a conversation that's been around the uh, the table several times, uh, and I think we sort of the original strategy before I joined the business was let's go after these uh, real niche areas. Back when it was a lot easier from an SEO perspective to just throw up a website, and then the day after you're ranking number one for the term. Um, but then what we don't want to do is potentially put one of these websites into managed decline and then lose effectively, I don't know, 10, 15% of revenue overnight. Um, so we do appreciate that all sites are part of our strategy moving forward. Uh, but sort of energy bulbs is our, our sort of biggest, our oldest, our flagship. Uh, and that sort of serves as the, the main site, quote unquote, that we're concentrating on. Excellent. So he's definitely staying separate niche sites, niche, niche sites even for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think we find great value uh, in the sites. It helps us differentiate our content strategies. Different sites have um, different consumers. Uh, we can pivot some more towards trade. We can pivot more some more towards residential. Um, it, it just gives us an opportunity to do something a little bit different and branch them out. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. 
Don't waste any more time waiting in line to send mail and packages. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, you can send packages and mail without leaving your office for as low as $4.99 per month. And because you're an e-commerce master plan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started, plus a free £10 scale shipped right to your door to help you accurately weigh your packages. Save time and money no matter what you send with this new offer for SendPro Online. Starting at only $4.99 per month, you can print shipping labels and stamps from your own printer, easily compare rates using the online software, gain access to special USPS savings for letters and priority mail shipping, plus track all of your shipments and get email notifications when they have arrived. Go to pb.com forward slash master plan to access this special offer. Get a free 30-day trial and a free £10 scale to get started. That's pb.com slash master plan. Experience the better way to ship with a free trial of SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. If you want the best opportunity to scale your growing online business without needing to always upgrade or pay for costly plugins, then ShopIt is the answer. The world's first pay-as-you-grow e-commerce platform has no upfront costs, can support a multi-channel strategy and helps you focus your money on driving traffic and sales, which is why you started a business in the first place. On average, ShopIt clients pay just 0.5% of their turnover for next generation tech, meaning you can be selling while you're sleeping. ShopIt believes in equal opportunities and making it easier for you to be a success. Get your free trial now at shopitcommerce.com forward slash masterplan. It's time for the top tips round. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Andy, are you ready for the top tip? I am. Marvellous. The book top tip first up then. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Uh, So my book would be The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Uh, which is something that I read uh, a couple of years ago. And it's a very, very interesting book because it forces you to look at all of your habits sort of from a a home perspective and from a work perspective and see where you are wasting time. So sort of one of my self-imposed rules after becoming a dad for the first time in 2015 was that four days out of five, I want to be home in time to tuck my kids into bed. So whenever I had a problem before in my career before that, I would just throw errors at it. I would I would stay late. I would come in early. Uh, whereas sort of this book forced me to really look and see how I could spend each hour productively. Uh, and one of the things that I found was I was spending a lot of time watching the sales come in and getting no value from it. You know, sort of. If I look at each individual light bulb coming in, it tells me nothing. But if I look at a summary report at the end of the day, I can see a pattern. Uh, so it's, it's much better. And sort of what you think is if, I, if I'm that restrained in time by my own self-imposed targets, I need to get, you know, 1.2, 1.5 hours for everybody else's one. Right then, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Uh, so mine, given my background, would most definitely be search. So sort of PPC for your instant results, for your I want to come in tomorrow and see how well I've done, and then sort of SEO over the long term to sort of back that up and try and balance out the amount that you're spending on PPC with free traffic. 
Excellent. A man after my own heart. Uh, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day other than KFC? So I'm going to be a bit greedy and have two. That um, is acceptable. My first tool is a tool called Supermetrics, uh, which is a, a cracking little tool and it combines data from the APIs of AdWords, uh, Google Analytics, and throws them all into one place. So when I get in of a morning, the sort of results sheet from yesterday that I'm looking at is built by Supermetrics, and it saves me having to open four separate AdWords accounts, five separate AdWords accounts, and then five separate Google Analytics accounts. Uh, so it's a great little tool. And then my second one would be simply Post-it Notes. Um, I am so bad for post-it note consumption. I sort of map out all of the site's category structures with post-it notes. I do the next 12-month strategy with post-it notes. There are post-it notes all over my desk, all over the wall next to my desk. I can be quite infuriating with post-it notes. <laughs> but they are so cool, so useful. Uh, okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Uh, my number one tip would be to get your tech stack right uh, and, and sort of make sure that you are thinking like the size of business that you want to be. Uh, every business will go through growing pains. Uh, but then sort of to get to the level that you want to be, you need to make sure that your front and back end systems all work seamlessly. I mean, there's no point selling a thousand orders if 500 come back either delivered late, oversold or not delivered at all. Uh, and sort of the way that we make sure that sort of all of our back end operations are kept as seamless as possible is through using tools like BrightPearl. And they sort of feed the, they fuel the five-star review fire. I like that. Fuels the five-star review fire. Okay, Andy, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and those various businesses you're running on the web and social media, please? Okay, okay. So the five websites that uh, my me and my team look after are energybulbs.co.uk, ledbulbs.co.uk, aircomcenter.co.uk, Miko, that's M-E-A-C-O, dehumidifiers.co.uk, and devola.co.uk. And then you can find me personally on Twitter. I am at Andy J. Lockley, uh, and I'm pretty much at Andy J. Lockley on all social media. Excellent. Thank you. And I believe you might have a little offer for our listeners as well, Andy. Yes. So any of the aforementioned five sites, if you use the code MASTERPLAN, uh, you can have 5% off your entire order. Very nice. Thank you very much. Okay, Andy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for being so generous talking about your experience of site migrations and the challenges of running multiple websites and also, of course, those great tips around five-star reviews. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. So thank you very much. Thanks, Chloe. Thank you for having me. So there you go. Some great advice there from Andy, who's who has gone through, I think, I imagine something of a year of pain migrating everything over to the same tech stack, but is clearly already seeing the benefits of getting the, the back end house in order and the way it's freeing up his team to produce ever greater results. Such great tips and tricks there. Um, 
thoroughly enjoyed chatting to Andy. Now, if you want to get links to check out all those various websites they've now got sitting on Shopify Plus, links to the top tips and details of related episodes, then do head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. You will find all of that in the show notes, which on that link you can click through to this particular show. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do give us some feedback via the review app because it helps us get seen in Apple Podcasts and iTunes by more people. And we always want to spread the word and get more people listening to this because we know how much this show helps you to grow your business. For now, though, have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.